Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. <laughs> Good evening, fiends. Welcome to another episode of Sinister Parlor Podcast. I'm Zombie Barbie, and tonight I have a very, very special and amazing guest, director, writer, producer, the founder and CEO of My Indie Productions, Atai Guberman. How are you? (laughs) Great. You make me sound so impressive. I like it. You are. We got to talk a little bit before the show, and you you really, really are. You know know your shit, and you're a badass director. You do know a lot, but you studied that too. So you, you're pretty awesome. Thank you. And not I do only, my best. Seeing your best is just amazing. But you also, you know, with Mindy Productions, for anybody that doesn't know, which I would assume by now they should, they should know, but you support so many artists, um, directors, actors, producers, writers you support the entire indie community and that is a huge huge thing for so many people i thank you on every show and it's like you really you really are an amazing person yeah we we appreciate that um yeah um it it kind of happened by accident that whole thing but um oh there was there was a plan for it it just didn't happen the way we planned it which now makes it confusing for a lot of people because what we have is my, my indie productions is a production company, and now it's also a an independent artist community. Um, so when when we started, the website was supposed to be just for the production company, but then realizing other filmmakers were sort of in the same boat as us, looking for exposure and looking, you know, to 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 get promoted, we thought, well, we're going to promote our own stuff. Why don't we do it for other people as well? Mm-hmm. So we did it on the same, on the same website. Um, oh, okay. So the, the, it was supposed to be, you know, the Maindi independent artist community and it, become, it became Maindi Productions, an independent artist community <laughs> with the name of a production company. So it's confusing mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, no, we do our best. We just never expected it to grow, um, you know, as large and as quickly as it, as it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you guys are, I mean, you're constantly posting so much content and there's, I mean, there's tons of movies and directors and stuff that I had never even heard of until I got to see it on, you know, the group mm-hmm. page and, um, just all of your pages and, it's, you know, some movies it's like, holy shit. Like I never would have found this had I not had you guys to promote that. Yeah. We, we try to go as deep as we can um, with people. So we find, um, you know, a lot of their past work as well. We sort of bring it back, you know, promote it to show people, Hey, look, this, this artist, you know, has done a lot of work before. It's not just this new title that's been, coming up they've done a you know many many films or music or whatever mm-hmm. else before and we just try to keep promoting it because our audience grows mm-hmm. so our new audience may not have seen some of the old promotions for certain artists so we promote them again and again and again you know every usually every few months okay. um but yeah because of the number of artists we have about i think 
80 maybe odd artists on the website at the moment. Mm -hmm. But we also have close to probably another 30 or 40 waiting to come up. And it's just, wow. it's a lot of, a lot of work to get all those pages up. Um, but we will get everybody there. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's, we do it constantly because of that, because we have, you know, 80 people to promote and every day we try to put at least, I don't know, I can't even, you know, quantify it as far as, as posts or anything like, like that, but um, we put up as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and there's constantly so much, but even like on, so on myindieproductions.com, it's cool when you go in, you know, because on, you know, on the group page and stuff like that, I'll click on who you're talking about and click on it, and then you have a whole page for them, and then you have the links, and I mean, that really helps to find these people's movies and music and YouTube shows and just everything. It's, it's really cool how you guys do that and you do it every single day. I can't imagine you got to be working your ass off. You can say that. <laughs> I think you said you never sleep. Remember that? <laughs> I said very little. I didn't say I never sleep. <laughs> I, uh, I try, I try to get more, but yeah, it's anywhere between three and five hours a night. Yeah. Okay. That's not enough. No, that's horrible. So <laughs> I'm like dying if I don't get six hours. <laughs> yeah, if I start dozing off, it's nothing personal. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> you say it's because, nah, you know, no. you're not getting enough sleep, but I'm probably just going to like make you super tired. And you're like, oh, I swear it's because I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I'm, I'm, I've become very sort of used to, you know, four hours sleep. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. Um, if I sleep more than that, it's, it's a bit of a struggle to, to keep sleeping. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so when did you start my indie production? Well, okay. So when did you start my indie productions as a production company? As a production company, um, we, I think I started at about 2013. Wow as far as registering the company and we started pre-production on third temple. Um, I had the idea for my indie productions and was sort of getting started without spending money on registering it on, and everything probably from about 2010. Dang. So probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's a long time. I had the idea even longer than that, but yeah. Oh, and so when you started it, did you start alone or did you have partners in mind? Like what, who'd well, you contact first? With, I started with, oh, well, I'll go back to the beginning, I guess. Um, in 2009, <laughs> no, 2010, yeah. I, I went to university um, to study film. I did a master's degree in film and television. Um, in Tel Aviv University in Israel. And I met a staff angel there. And we basically had lunch, sat down, talked about movies, you know, all our excitement and everything. And then I told the staff about my idea for uh, my indie productions. Mm -hmm. And basically um, gave him an offer to, to become part of, part of it. And he loved it. And yeah, we started from there. So for a while, all we did was basically, you know, un our own university projects as well as worked on other people's projects. So okay. not necessarily as my indie productions, just as 
את העין הסף. It's funny, because out of our, 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 um, our group at university sort of thing, we, I think we were present on like at least 80% of projects that were done, you know, in those years in some way. We just helped a lot of people in all kinds of, um, all kinds of onset, you know, crew work, um, Asaf did some acting, I, I got roped into doing some acting, it was crazy. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but most of the work I did um, helping other people was just as another sort of production assistant or actually as a boom operator, um, which was interesting for me because I got to learn about other little technical things that I didn't do before. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, at about, you know, 2013, um, I wrote the temple and I wrote the, um, the treatment for it mm-hmm. and I ran it by Asaf and, and he loved it. And I said, well, let's, let's start working on this. So we wrote the script together, um, directed it together. Um, you know, and that was the first project for my indie. Yeah. Third temple was? Yeah. Oh, Okay. I didn't know that was the very first one. For my indie, it was. I, I made another, I made a short film way back in 2005, I think. Um, still, um, I made that one in Australia. It was some, a crime comedy called The Collector. Um, I made that with Peter Angel. Okay. Um, And they're not we related. Earlier. Yeah, no, no <laughs> relation. Um, Peter was a co-writer. We wrote it together and he also was co-producer. Um, but, um, but I directed that with our DOP. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a strange situation where we just thought, let's make a film. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it's like. We, you know, just as a hobby. Um, and yeah, Peter and I sat down, wrote the script, and then we just started sort of advertising online, trying to find, um, other, you know, crew and, um, and then we did a, a whole casting thing for it. And yeah, we finished a film, a 10 minute film that went out to, to festivals, very few, cause we did, we ran out of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't make it for much. So we, we, back then we didn't have much to spend. There was a film we made for about. It was pretty much the, the catering budget. It was about somewhere like $300 total, I think. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we shot it over one night, two days. Um, there was, it was a lot of fun. And from there, we wanted to keep going and make um, into making features. We tried a feature, but again, we ran out of money. Mm-hmm. It was just too, too expensive and we couldn't find any funding anywhere else. So we just kind of let that go. Um, Peter was married and um, had a kid on the way. So um, he decided to go in other directions. And I sort of let go of the filmmaking thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, up until 2009-2010 when I went to, um, to study, to film school. Oh, wow. It sort of came back on me out of nowhere, you know. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to go and study something. What am I going to do? And my bachelor's degree is in business. So I, oh, wow. I thought I, I want to study something different. I don't want to do the same thing I did. It was, I, it was basically 15 years between degrees. Wow. 
Yeah. Dang, that's a long time. It is. <laughs> but then it's like your your calling, your true calling came. And it's like movies. If you write them, they will come. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, people ask me why why I do it, and my answer is always the same. It's I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it because I have to. I do it because if I didn't, I'd have all these stories running around in my head wanting to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of have to let them out. Um, yeah. So, yeah. When people always say, you know, what, what are you? Are you writer, director, producer? I tend to leave producer out because that's one thing I do that I don't enjoy. Yeah. Um, but even as a writer, director, I say, well, look, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. Um, I have stories. I need to tell them and writing, directing is the way to get that done. So, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. So basically when, um, when I went to film school, yeah, met Asaf and everything rolled on from there. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a hell of a ride. Oh, like, well, yeah. Making films just, it's not easy unless you have, you know, someone that's going to, you know, like we were talking earlier, the big Hollywood movies, unless you have that money just handed to you, it's not easy. None of it is. Now, indie is especially so because early on you just have to fund your own stuff. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's almost like all the work I did prior to becoming a filmmaker was just to save up enough money to, to be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the more projects you actually make, the, the, the quicker you run out of money and then you gotta work out a way to make money from your films. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is the, you know, the tough part and that's the, the thing that most filmmakers are still trying to work out. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. See, my thing that's the hardest is, um, you know, I'm not a filmmaker, but just with any of my projects, you know, whether it be acting or my books or whatever, promoting is my hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Like it is hard yeah. to get out there. And I mean, you know, you guys are amazing with promoting and, I, and you're, you're one, you're, you are my biggest promoter, but it's like, you can only promote mm-hmm. yourself so much, but if you can't get people to watch it or click on it or subscribe or, you know, anything like that, it's just, you know, you can't force people to do it. No. And yeah, that's the tough part, finding support. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was sort of one of the things behind the idea of um, the independent artist community. We figured that if artists um, will start supporting each other, mm-hmm. then at least you have that. You have some sort of a support system. So if artists share other artists' work, every artist has some kind of audience some smaller, some, some larger. Mm-hmm. Um, we figured if everybody shared everybody's work, eventually all of our audiences will grow. Yeah. Um, as far as that goes, that didn't happen. It happened, but only to a small degree. Because mm-hmm. a lot of artists are still competitive by nature. Oh, so they think yeah. that if they promote another artist, they're somehow hurting their own chances, which is not true in the least so Mm -hmm. i think artists not promoting other artists are actually damaging themselves Mm -hmm. because any artist you promote if they promote you back 
on their social media, their audience will be exposed to your work. Yep. Um, and I'm not, I'm not even saying to do it for that reason, do it out of some sort of a, you know, camaraderie, do it, you know, for, for the out of it, do it because you like somebody's work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, logically that should work. It's just that most artists don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been the tough part, sort of convincing people to, um, to buy in on the, you know, on the idea of sort of what my indie is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's something that is an, an ongoing struggle, but, you know, we hope that eventually we'll, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Well, I've even seen and heard of, you know, like artists that won't even really promote their own stuff, you know, so they'll be in like this director's movie and, you know, the whole cast and crew is promoting it, but these certain people won't promote it. And it's like, don't you want people to see your work? Aren't you proud that you're in that? Like you should, I mean, promote. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, um, you know, very, um, common actually. Mm-hmm. It's strange. Um, and Actors are, are, uh, are a strange bunch because within, within actors, you have people who will push the hell out of any project they're in, mm-hmm. um, try to, you know, get themselves out there, get their name known, you know, as, as much as possible. They will promote even, even work they don't like mm-hmm. because, you know, any publicity is good publicity kind of thing. Yeah. Um, whereas other artists, just stick to its shameless self-promotion and it's like i don't know who came up with that but shameless or not it has to be shameless for one um what you know what shame do you have if you are an artist if you're an actor especially you know you you can't be shy you just gotta you gotta put it all all out there Mm -hmm. um but i've heard actors say it's not my job to promote it's the it's the director's uh, project so they should promote it it's like, yeah, they do. Yeah. But it's not enough. You know, we need all the help we can get as, as directors, as producers, as, mm-hmm. as writers, um, whoever, whoever is behind the project. Every, every person, it's not actually, it's not just actors, it's also crew. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had DOPs who didn't promote. I've had, you know, assistant directors, any, any you know, kind of crew members um, who don't promote their work. And it's like, why don't you want your resume to be out there? Yeah. Why don't you want people to know what you've been doing? Um, mm-hmm. But some people just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's their own thing. They feel that it, uh, it reflects badly on them. It's like they're showing off or something. I'm like, no, no, one, no one's going to watch, no one's gonna watch your, you know, your work unless you get it in front of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just very, very, very difficult. When, when we had um, our projects up online for free, it was very, very difficult to get people to watch them. Oh. When we have them now that they are with distribution and they actually cost a little bit, it's even harder. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's that difficult to get people to, to, you know, to check out your work. So it's like... If we had all our actors and, and, and crew and everybody involved with the project, if everybody promoted it, I'm 100% sure it'll have more views, you oh, know, whether definitely. it's free or not. Yeah. Um, but it just doesn't happen because you have people, at least a few people for every person who want to support them. 
every mm -hmm. person involved with the film. And most films have, you know, even if it cast and crew total only at 10 people, if an average, you know, of, of those, you know, five people, if on average five people want to support them, you will have 50 views, mm -hmm. you know, but a lot of things don't have 50 views, you know, um, films, any type of content, you know, I mean, even podcasts you would see, you know, you would probably be, you know, some episodes are, are uh, getting more views than others. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the time it has to do with, uh, with the guest promoting it. Yeah. Yep. No, I 100% agree on that. Um, even like a lot of podcasts, I find from other people promoting them. Mm. You know, it's like they'll promote them. I'm like, hmm, that sounds interesting. So then I'll click on it and I'll listen. I'm like, oh, that's actually, you know, I like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's I mean, just... I, I do it all the time. I see my, um, my friends on social media promote a project. I'll go, oh, okay. Even if it's not their project, if it's somebody else's, mm -hmm. someone I don't know. I'll go, oh, that sounds interesting. Let's have a look. So I would sit there, watch a short film, and yeah, that's another view. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm trying to support um, artists in that way as well. It's just, uh, you know, still very tough. It, it is. It really is. It's like, um, so just, just from you guys promoting, just some of the people that I have found, you know, Brett Mullen is one of them, Adam Steiger, mm -hmm. Steiger. Their name is so hard to me. Steigert. Um, Steiger, I found them yeah. from you. Um, Jason Buterin from you. Mm -hmm. Gregory Blair, Mike Lombardo, all of, and uh, is it Domiziano, Chris, say his Dem name. Domiziano, Domiziano Cristoforo. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So it's like all these people I have found from you, from you promoting. Yeah. Well, with Domiziano, I think it's an absolute shame that, you know, more people don't know his work. Mm -hmm. He's amazing, uh, a true artist. You know, everything he does has, you know, reason behind it and the way he shoots things is just beautiful. Um, he's an extreme filmmaker, so it's a niche audience. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he's, he's amazing. Um, but most but of those people you mentioned have made some really, really great work. Um, yeah. And they all had some kind of, they all had some kind of audience behind them before we came along. Oh. We just hoped to to grow that audience for them. And, you know, with some, mm -hmm. we helped more than others. I mean, we, we gave them the same attention, which is sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. There's no real, you know, rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just what people respond to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, constantly I'm finding new people because of promoting. And it's cool, mm -hmm. too, because now it's like we have Tubi TV, so a lot of people's stuff is on Tubi TV. Mm -hmm. so that's awesome too because then you're like well I wonder who that is and you look them up and you're like oh and then you watch it you know so it's it's amazing how you on, can just yeah, find people yeah. for other people on Tubi on Avail TV as well yeah I haven't used that one what is it Avail TV yeah oh I it's, used that. it's uh it's similar to Tubi because it's in uh AVOD it's advertising VOD um so oh, okay it's free free to free to watch um but they apparently or I'm not sure yet how much or how, how it actually works, but they do pay the filmmakers, which is oh. great. Yeah, it's a, again, it's probably on a, on a minutes viewed basis. But, mm -hmm. uh, huh, we'll have to check yeah. that out too. Uh, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be worth more than, uh, than Amazon Prime. 
Yeah. Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, all that shit that happened. <laughs> and and they're dropping their, you know, whatever they pay um, artists per minute is dropping, you know, every few months or every year they decide to change it. Mm-hmm. In the end, they're going to start charging filmmakers to show there the way it's going at the moment. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, for a while so, off, after all that distributor stuff happened, uh, mm. didn't they like drop all of the indie artists for a while? Not all, but there was a big uh, cull. They they took off a lot of uh, content. They didn't even discuss it with anyone. That's such bullshit. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Um, um, none of our none of our work is on on Prime. We <laughs> we don't deal with that. You're like fuck Prime. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I I'd rather make nothing than make you know cents, um, because yeah. it would be very difficult to make dollars. I think. Um, yeah. And and at least I don't feel like I'm being ripped off. Um, mm-hmm. We have our stuff with Angerman Distribution, uh, which you know some titles are more successful than others. But at least we don't again feel like we we're being ripped off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I yeah. see Third Temple right behind you, huh? It's Dolphin as well. Oh, they're together. Yeah, it's a it's a double. Oh shit, that's cool. Mm. Nice. We're hoping to uh, we're hoping to release oops, we're hoping to release this through um, Angerman in the near future. Nice. I got yeah. to see both. I saw Third Temple, Ivy, and Dolphin, and I liked and them the all. <laughs> what? And the Bruce Springsteen's. You saw everything. And yes, and the Bruce. I keep wanting to say, obviously, Bruce Springsteen, but yes, the Bruised Springs oh, that's, Teens. That's where, <laughs> that's where the idea for the title came from. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. Um, it reminded me a little bit, you know, um, how you do like all the different little clips and stuff. It reminded me of uh, Kids in the Hall. Mm-hmm. And then Flight of, the, before, yeah. Flight of the Concords. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. That, that was. That was a um, flight of the Concords was a little bit of an inspiration um, in the style um, of it. Yeah. Oh, so I was right. <laughs> the thing we, we talked about this before recording, but about that whole thing, how you know the, the reality all of a sudden changes within mm-hmm. you know within the episode. Um, one of the examples that I used to give people, I used to say, "Have you seen Flight of Concords? It, it's a little bit similar to that." You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not many people have seen it. No, no. And from them, um, I, I, I don't know his name, but um, Jermaine something, and he was in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. He's, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love I the, the movie and the, the TV series. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The movie it's is like, so... I love the movie. <laughs> well having seen the bruce springsteens you you know i like ridiculous humor so yes yes and your little warnings that were beforehand so um are these available you know obviously i don't want to give anything away but um are they available for because i guess where they're, can people they're watch all, them um, they're all available on angerman distribution okay angermandistribution.com um also on our website we have links to stream all of them on their project pages. Okay. All yeah. aside for Ivy. Ivy is not released. Ivy oh. is waiting for revelation. Oh, I didn't realize it wasn't released. 
Yeah. Ivy was oh, um, okay. Ivy was an interesting story. We we never made it with an intention of it being a short film. Mm -hmm. Ivy was was part of the whole revelation concept, the whole idea, and um, when we shot it, um, we thought, well, well, I thought I was going to invest a lot of money into this feature, mm -hmm. and I wanted to sort of test the water first, see how people respond to the to the work, to the material. Um, so we edited. The, edited Ivy as a short film and sent it out to festivals. Okay. Um, and it did very well. So we thought, okay, we feel confident about, you know, moving ahead with Revelation. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah two, Ivy two, two was Two plus good. years in the making so far, but yeah. It'll get done. You'll get it done. Well, but, you know, uh, we, well, I'll get it done no matter what, you know. People ask me, I say, I'll get it done if it kills me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it just might. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now, right. co now Corona, who's, who knows what's next? Yeah. Fuck, I know. The whole, um, co yeah, the whole COVID-19 has delayed it in at least a year, which is really sort of tough to, to take. But what can you do? Yeah. It is what it is. And we're not alone. You know, a lot of other people have had their projects. Um, basically postponed is the best way of putting it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So many, it's insane. This whole thing is insane. Um, yeah. Uh, dolphin. So like I was saying, you know, I, I liked all three of them, third temple, Ivy and dolphin, but for some reason, dolphin was my favorite. And I don't okay. know if it's because a soft, you know, like, just because I know you guys and seeing him in it and then hearing him speaking. Is it Arabic? It's Hebrew. Hebrew. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Remember before we were recording, I'm not very good with like geographical stuff. <laughs> so I sound like a total idiot. But Hebrew, yeah. it's so cool. And, and it's like, and I don't know, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but I guess to see, ugh, I'd give it away. I can't say it. <laughs> Well, his, uh, our first, his, uh, first couple of films were made in Hebrew, but yeah. Because Third Temple is in Hebrew as well. Um, but after, after that, uh, basically from the Bruce Springsteen's, mm -hmm. it's, all, it's all English. Um, if, you know, if I end up making anything in Hebrew again, it'll be sort of going back to it. But uh, mm -hmm. I have some plans of still making a couple of Israeli films if I can. But yeah. Well, it's really cool to be able to do that too, you know, because I, I really like subtitles. Um, and I know some people, mm -hmm. you know, don't cause you feel like you're missing the movie, but I can somehow I can read it and watch it at the same time. I'm sure a lot of people can. I liked it, but I liked his, uh, I guess, personality in it without giving it away. Mm -hmm. You're just like, holy shit. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, was, yeah. No, we, when, when we made dolphin was actually shot before third temple before third temple okay it was, yeah we we shot the footage in 2011 oh it was actually as as part of a um, a, a class in in film school oh the, the reason it was uh, even written was pretty much a uh, a 
challenge or a dare by the by one of my lectures. Oh shit. You did good <laughs> for being a dare. That was oh, awesome. We we had a, a class where everybody was showing um clips or short films or stuff that they've made. And someone was showing a film that had a gun in it and a gun that was fired in it. And after we watched it, the lecturer started a whole conversation about how in independent filmmaking, uh, showing weapons and weapons fired and all that is generally not very realistic. Mm -hmm. And, mm. and we were, you know, we brought it up to, for discussion as to why that is. And a lot of people said budget. Um, and, you know, kind of technical issues and why it's difficult and all the rest of it. And I said, no, I don't, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's all doable. I don't think you need money uh, for it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he sort of stopped and smiled. And this, this lecturer, um, Savi Gabizon, he's actually, um, I would say one of the more successful, one of the most successful um, Israeli filmmakers of all time. He, he made uh, at least three features that are in the top 10 grossing films, I think, over there. Wow. Um, but he sort of smiled and kind of nodded and, and stopped. And then he looked at me and he said, mm, interesting. Let's see you back that up. And I was oh, like, oh, okay. shit. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was taking a bus to and from university. So when I um, went back home uh, on the bus ride, I wrote the treatment for Dolphin. And I basically had an idea of how I was going to show up in there and make it realistic. Um, you know, not, I wouldn't go and say Hollywood standard, but, but maybe. Um, so, so yeah, that's how it kind of all started. And when we finished, we showed it in class and he kind of stopped and, and did the thing again where he sort of smiles and nods at the end of it. And then he looked at me and he said, how did you do that? And I was like, thank you. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Mic My drop. work here is done. I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, this, this esteemed director had to have me, like he was trying to guess, mm -hmm. you know, how we did it. Oh. Um, yeah, which was really like Asaf and I were sitting there just looking at each other like, really? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you never told him? So, yeah. Oh, I did. I did. You did. <laughs> of course. It's, it's, not, it's not a secret. It's like, you know, many people in the industry would know how to pull that off. Mm -hmm. um, whether through, um, you know, whether using uh, practical effects or special effects, you know computerized effects it doesn't really mm -hmm. matter you can you can do it in many ways um but yeah uh, we did it and for most people that was fairly realistic in yeah. case you're wondering it's obviously that scene at the end but yeah mm -hmm. yeah i really um, really liked it so, yeah. <laughs> so that was that was a lot of fun but then in um 20 2016 um, basically realized that I still had all the footage from, from Dolphin that we, you know, that was never used because when we packaged it to show in class, um, used a lot of, um, uh, music for the soundtrack that I didn't have the rights to use because it wasn't going anywhere. It was just for a class project. Oh, yeah. Never, never put it online or anything. Um, and I realized, oh, we have copyright issues here, so I can't release mm -hmm. it. So I think it was 
shortly after it was in about 2012, I basically put it aside and said, all right, I'll, I'll deal with it another time. Mm-hmm. And only in 2016, I kind of took it off the shelf, sort of dusted it off, and we re-edited the whole film and, um, you know, put in a new, a new score for it, um, you know, for the soundtrack and had the whole sound design and everything. So, yeah, and then we released it. So it was released five years after it was shot. Wow, that's awesome. I never would have guessed that it was I, um, basically, you know, a student student film from a dare. I was. never was. would have thought. Yeah, that film cost me all up, you know, after after everything that I did in the end, you know, the the sound design and everything cost me less than probably $3,000, something like that. Oh, I mean, 3000 though, that's yeah. still, everybody doesn't have that in their pocket. Well, that's, that still took a chunk that, out of here. That's the thing, the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the 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 post production part is what you know increased that budget. Yeah, the original version that we did, uh, you know, for class was maybe probably less than two thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Well, you did a damn good job. It was good. So everybody needs to. I was going to say see that. But that's why our stuff looks so young in it. It was shot five years earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, speaking of Asaf, so in um, the Bruised Springs theme, I can't say it. it's like a tongue twister for me for some reason. Um, I liked how he Bruce made an appearance. Huh? What? Just say the Bruce Springsteens. Bruce Springsteens. Bruised Springsteens. Yeah. It's like the I'm Bruce trying to like pronunciate yeah. like every part that's in there <laughs> but when he made the appearance at the yeah, end no, no need no no need to enunciate just bruce springsteen's is fine <laughs> bruce springsteen's okay yeah. <laughs> making it harder than it should be <laughs> uh, i'm still waiting for the boss for bruce springsteen to find out about this maybe he'll love it and then he'll be like a silent partner i, I, I doubt it i doubt it <laughs> you never know you'd be like mm. i named it after you but i changed it so i didn't get sued um, but it was cool to see well, a staff we, in we, that. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, he had a, a cameo, yeah. That was that was cool. I don't want to give that part mm. away though, like when we were texting earlier. Oh, there's not much there's <laughs> not much to give away in that, but yeah. Well the guy the guy he was talking to, what I was gonna say, you're like, it wasn't him doing it. <laughs> he was, the guy he was talking to? Yeah, so he was the talking guy to was talking to? Yeah, in the bathroom. Mm. Well, that that I told you that's uh, that's Thomas Corey. He passed away a few years ago, yeah, a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, which was it was a yeah was was a bit of a downer, let's say. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, he he was uh, he was a lot of fun. He really liked to laugh. That um, that made that you know whole set a lot of fun. Mm-hmm how oh, yeah. how did you find him um because you know basically there's he, two actors yeah. through the whole thing so how did how did you find them well when when we um started casting for the show we knew the kind of character the kind of look we wanted we wanted the two to look very different mm-hmm. um and it's it's probably not that easy to find someone with that kind of look, but there's, but once you put it out there, there's only a few candidates really. 
Um, so we had auditions, but when Tomer came in, as soon as we looked at him, um, we, we knew. Mm -hmm. We knew he was our guy. Um, even before, because he sent us some stuff, and we saw he did like um, it was a, a comedic skit that was basically spoofing a, a commercial. Oh, okay. And as soon as we saw him, we were like, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, he's that's he's our, our Shatner." Um, the, <laughs> the character's name. We said that that's Shatner, no question. And when he came to audition, um, he did well, so we Aww. had no problem there. Um, and uh, Zach Cohen, um, the other guy, the the, the taller um, actor playing Wes, mm -hmm. um, when um, when he came into audition, he just blew it out of the out of the water he was just so much better than anyone else we saw it was just we basically packed it in that day saying we don't need to see anyone else that's that's done that's cool and he's yeah he's just such an amazing actor and he is not necessarily a comedic actor as well so everything that he does it was almost done seriously you know like dramatic acting and it mm -hmm. makes the comedy that much funnier Mm -hmm. um, whereas uh, Tomer's um, um, acting was more comedic, and it just that that sort of uh, the way it played they played off each other was just uh, what made it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did good. Um, I noticed uh, the taller guy. What was his name? Zach Zach Cohen. He was wearing the Third Temple shirt in there. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Can we say the other shirt or yeah, no? It was, yeah, it was <laughs> even before we before we even printed the, the, the Third Temple shirts. We just printed a simple shirt that said Third Temple on it, and that's it. And we put it in there, and it means absolutely nothing to the actual, you know, series. Yeah. But uh, but we thought that that'll be like uh, like semi, you know, autobiographical kind of thing. Mm hmm Because um, the, the the joke with with the series was the the way the idea came about was when when you start making films as an independent filmmaker or even as a um, as a writer people say write what you know mm -hmm. you know it's always about write what you know write what you know it's like a big you know a piece of advice and I said well fine I said to myself jokingly one day fine let's let's make a a movie about two guys trying to make a movie. Because that's who we were, and you know, mm -hmm. and and from there I sort of changed it around a little bit and made it different. It wasn't even meant to be a comedy originally. Oh, and I, thought, uh, I, I thought if I'm making something without a budget, I am basically gonna make it as crazy as I can. So mm -hmm. there were some crazy parts. <laughs> yeah. Quiche? Can we bit, say yeah. quiche? <laughs> Is this quiche? I saw I was at work when I watched it and I was like oh my god I'm like dying laughing and I'm trying to be quiet you know obviously because I'm watching a freaking movie at my work yeah. and so I was no, like for us the, holy shit <laughs> the, the the stupid sort of little changes we made from what we were spoofing you know I mean that mm -hmm. you're talking about the American Pie um, spoof just changing <laughs> pie changing pie to quiche for no apparent reason was just really funny to us <laughs> It is funny. And then what he ended up doing, like when the guy caught him, it was like, 
<laughs> I was like, oh man, <laughs> that was <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> and that then, was a lot of fun. That 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 was a scene that was very very tough to shoot because they had to almost do it all in a sort of a one take. Uh huh. And they're sitting across from each other. So yeah. <laughs> That was, that was like lots of lots of laugh, lots of laughs and a lot of fr uh, frustration as well you know trying to yeah. get through that that was because we have the the pop fiction spoof that was even mm -hmm. uh, uh an even longer one take and that has camera movement that was really tough to shoot yeah that took us i think i can't remember exactly but i think it was over 40 takes oh my gosh dang mm. <laughs> yeah it was because uh because asaf asaf was dop on that so he shot that scene um and uh yeah i remember it was basically asaf was facing them as they were walking he was walking backwards and i was mm -hmm. behind him with a hand on his shoulder sort of directing him where the walls were where he needed to turn oh man uh, yeah yeah it took a few tries um uh, but that was a lot of fun it took a few tries. A few. <laughs> Gordy. <laughs> well, because some of it had to do with the guys botching their lines every now and again, because uh, yeah. either they were laughing or they couldn't remember, mm -hmm. or Tomer's mustache kept falling off. Oh. You see some of that, I think, in the, in the bloopers. Um, and, and he, like, puts it back on. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, but we had you know uh, along with the, with the it was it was tough lines to to memorize yeah uh, but along with that you know all the sort of costume issues and like and lines and <laughs> camera movement mm -hmm. um yeah it took it took a fair bit <laughs> so i remember when we finally uh, got to the end of it and we had it instead of yelling cut i just kind of jumped and hugged the guys <laughs> Like yes, we finally did like it. We got it. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what Zach was yelling out. We got it. Yeah, um, I think that's in one of the um, of the bloopers as well. Nice. I watched um, I watched one or two of the blooper reels, but I don't think I saw that one. I was trying to get caught up. I was trying to watch all of them, like the episodes and the bloopers and the pilot. And I was like, I got to watch this. Um, well, the pilot is the first episode. Um, oh, okay. So I watched that last night yeah. and then I watched the rest today then. Well, I watched okay. what you sent I me sent, last I sent them to you in order. Well, you sent me, yeah. So I watched the three that you sent me through WhatsApp. And then I watched all the other ones I had, you know, like the passwords and stuff. I watched those today. Yeah. And then yeah, I started kind of through, huh? yeah, through, through WhatsApp. I just sent you the like the intro, mm -hmm. and I sent you a couple of promo um, skits we did. They're not actually part of the show. We That's just did what it was. Promo, okay. And one that was promo. the promo with basically just a, a voice talking and a lot of things exploding. Yes, <laughs> that was funny too. <laughs> It's yeah. like the Still quotes. The are those real quotes? <laughs> All made up. Everything about that show is made up. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I totally thought the quotes were real. Um, okay, so that's why I got mixed up. Promo and pilot, this, the word I got mixed up. So I watched promos last mm -hmm. night, everything else today. <laughs> um, yeah, the five episodes. Um, yeah, that's what I sent you in the email. I sent okay. them all in order, yeah. That's right. <laughs> 
was so good. I like it. Um, are we allowed to say what was on his shirt and then the, the quote that was in the beginning? Or is that going to give something away? Um, well, it's going to give it away. But if anyone hasn't seen it by now, then, you know, they can go and see it. We'll, we'll, we'll ruin that little one for you. Okay. It might make them want to see it just because they're like, wait, what, what is that? <laughs> I had to Google it again. Let's, let's, let's just say that it's a, it's, a, it's a sentence that involves the word Bukaki. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And like I was telling you earlier, so um, have you ever played Cards of Humanity? So do you know what I'm talking about? No, when I, I, say the I, I card. know of it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, one of I know the, of it, but I've never played it. <laughs> so one of the cards says um, "pixelated bukkake," and so when I played it the first or played the game the first time, I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" Because you know you're supposed to pick like the best cards that sound like the most fucked up, and so I'm like, "I don't even know what that is." And so I googled it. And I was like, "Oh, oh, that's what it is." Okay, <laughs> so now it's like super funny. Yeah, when people so, ask me, <laughs> so yeah. then I put it with I, my I cards. I always say that it's. Uh... It's a version of, um, you know, the Japanese art of origami. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> so everybody get out Google and, and, and look, out that, look up that word. <laughs> yeah. But as, as I was telling you before, one of my proudest moments is having to explain that to my mom. Even imagine. <laughs> yeah, you 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 never you never want your mother asking you what bukaki means, ever. <laughs> You're like, well, mom, this is what it is. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I had to do that. <laughs> scarred, scarred for life. <laughs> and what was the her response? Was when, uh... <laughs> no, she she thought it was amusing. Yeah, she thought it was funny. It still didn't didn't make it any better for me, but yeah. <laughs> But um, I remember when Asaf uh, read that line, and even even Zek and Tomer, when they read the the Bukaki line, <laughs> kind of all looked at me and went, "Too far." <laughs> it's hilarious, but too far. I was like, "Yeah, it's staying." <laughs> you know, I might rewrite the whole show around it. I'm leaving that. You know? Yeah. Oh. I, I expect I expect to um, to have that on a T-shirt in the very near future. <laughs> You're gonna have all these people no, like Googling no it, like what that. is that? Mm. Walking down the street with that, mm. yeah, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> if you make those, I'm gonna have to buy it like to give to my brother or something because he would actually he'd seriously wear it just to be a fucking like to fuck with people. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, with uh, social media and everything, how people have become so sensitive. Oh, geez, we, yeah. you know, everybody said, you know, oh, we're going to get some backlash for that, you know, and, mm. and, and as I told you, my thing was, who's going to see it? <laughs> you need people <laughs> to watch it to have backlash. Um, yeah. But now, you know, like with the Me Too movement and all that, I'm sure that, that we'll, we'll, we'll cop some, uh, <laughs> some interesting emails. Oh, probably. But it's like, yeah. there's backlash on everything. I know, I know, because people are sensitive to everything. They're looking for stuff to be sensitive about, you know. Yeah. Um, this is wacky comedy, you know. We're not saying anything or doing anything to, to hurt anyone or anyone's feelings. Mm -hmm. It's just funny to yeah. us. It doesn't have to be funny for everyone, but funny to us. Yeah. And if you don't like it, don't watch it. 
but it's like, mm -hmm. man, everybody has to censor themselves on everything because everybody gets yeah. offended. And it's so, it's like, so irritating. And comedy is well, comedy, you know? It's like comedy is fucked up. Comedy is to, you know, fuck, yeah. fucking well, make fun after, of shit. After, um, after Tomer passed away, um, I was in touch with his mother and she was asking about the Bruce Springsteen's, how can she watch it and everything. And I just sent her the links mm -hmm. and she loved it. She Aww. thought it was hilarious. So Got it's it. like you have all these people who, you know, find humor offensive. It's like, well, if you find things, things offensive, yeah, probably not the show for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I it's, thought it was funny. I laughed at all of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a dark yeah. sense of humor. I, sh I, should, I shouldn't, having written it, I shouldn't say it, but I laughed at all of it too. Good. As you yeah. should, because it was funny. Um, there was one line, and I'm not going to give away the scene, but whenever he's like, don't be assholes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That was, I don't know why um, that fucking cracked me up so bad. That was in the interview scene. Yeah. Yes. Well, that, that, that interview, the whole, it keeps repeating through the episodes as a, as a sort of a staple. It like holds it all together. But those interviews are a spoof of um, True Detective okay i was trying to place it because it's so, like you know yeah. I, I i placed some of them but then there were ones like okay that's really familiar but i can't quite put my finger on it well because we spoofed it we changed a lot of things so people some people can't connect it to the original because in, in that one he you know where he says don't be assholes mm -hmm. he's actually trying to um do some lines of cocaine in the middle of an interview <laughs> um in in the original um he was just um smoking a cigarette oh okay. so he was about to light it up and then they say you can't do that in here no more because they were inside mm -hmm. and all the smoking um laws that came out you, you weren't yeah. allowed um so <laughs> initially i wrote that as a, as a smoking scene as well um and then we we were we were shooting it and and Tomer just kind of said, you know, if we're doing the smoking thing, if I'm also smoking, mind you, he couldn't smoke anything. He would take one one drag of a cigarette, he would just start coughing. Aww. So that kind of killed that a few times. But he said, yeah. if we're spoofing it, doesn't it need to be something worse than smoking? And Asaf and I just looked at each other and we went, yeah. And he went, well, you know, how about if we, and we were all like, cocaine. Yeah, so we went yep. and we found that mirror, found something that looked like uh, like cocaine, and you know, got the credit card and all that, and and reshot that scene. So <laughs> that was actually yeah, full credit to Tomer on that one. That's awesome. I was gonna ask you since you said it looked like cocaine, what did you use? Because it looked like cocaine. I can't I can't remember what it was. It was some kind of powder uh, for something. I can't remember if it was for cooking, but it was something edible. I can't remember what it was. Oh, okay. And then how to get Because the way it... we did that, <laughs> which path? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, finish how you no, did you that. No, <laughs> you first. <laughs> well, I was going to say, how'd you suck it up? Like, how'd you get it sucked up like a line? Well, that's what I was going to say, because it's sort of the, the, the actual sucking part is off screen. Um, <laughs> Asaf did that. He just sucked it all into his mouth. Oh, okay. And then, and then he choked and started coughing, which was also hilarious. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but, you know, we were trying to work out how we're going to shoot that. And 
and it's it's funny, but people almost don't notice that when it gets sucked in, it's done off screen. Mm -hmm. So Tomer wasn't even there when we did that. Okay. But so it's just edited, you know, just right. Yeah. So. Okay, because I was like, I wonder and, if and, they and really sucked it up in their nose, like to make it, because it sucked of, up so like perfect. Yeah. I was like, whoa. I yeah, and and, and what what was even more perfect was when after the sucking part, when we came back to Tomer, the way he responds, sort of you know, acting as if he just sniffed cocaine, mm -hmm. was to me very funny. I remember I couldn't, I was just laughing all the way through that. <laughs> Seems like it would have been a lot of fun to make. Oh man, it was. It was. <laughs> So the parts that I picked up as far as um, what the movies were, um, Frankenstein, Braveheart, Pulp Fiction, Anchorman, Casablanca, um, what were, well, American Pie, what were some other ones? Uh, there's No Country for Old Men. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. We're, okay, that's the coin, course, uh, the, the coin toss scene. It's very famous, uh, you know, especially amongst filmmakers. I know. Um, <laughs> um well there's uh the godfather which we talked about earlier mm -hmm. that, was, that part was really Pye. funny too <laughs> yeah that was one we 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 laughed a lot even when i i was telling you when i just told the stuff about it before i even wrote it into the script yeah he he almost lost consciousness laughing he was just he had no air um, <laughs> he was just on the ground i was like yep yeah, yeah we definitely have to do this one yeah um, what was the other one? Jerry Maguire is in there. Field of Dreams. That's the If You Write It, They Will Come. Yes. Okay. Gosh, it's been forever uh, since I saw that movie. Fiction, I think you said. Mm -hmm. um, off memory, I think that's all of them, but I'm not sure. Okay. But, yeah. And then that, that Frankenstein scene was. was was fantastic. Yeah, True Detective is the one, the only one that is uh, TV and not, uh, not a, you know, a spoof of a movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. I thought it was good because you're like, well, I don't know if it's, you know, you're, you're kind of, it's not horror, so I don't know if you like it. I'm like, I have well, a weird I, sense I, of humor. I, so. I tell everyone, <laughs> yeah, anyone who watches it, I tell them, you know, a bit of a disclaimer that I'm not sure if it's that kind of thing because it's a very particular type of humor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we we actually have uh, Anchorman in there. I think twice. There's kind That's of right. some, oh, there's there's also Scarface. I don't. Which one was Scar? I don't remember Scarface. It was just it was just before Anchorman. It was basically when he's sitting there and there's like a mountain of cocaine in front of him. Oh yeah. Him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All this cocaine. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. And then he. He he dips his head into it and has a bit of a sniff and then he's got it all over his nose. That was uh that was in Scarface. That's funny. Oh man. Yeah. yeah people definitely but, need to uh, watch well, it. I, I, well I told you I have a bit of an exclusive for you. Yes. Uh, so the the exclusive is to do with the Bruce Springsteens. Um but um it, we actually thought of the idea before um this whole COVID thing, but we've been basically editing a movie version. Oh so, shit! Yeah, so it's almost finished. We're gonna have uh, the Bruce Springsteen's movie. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's basically a lot of material from the episodes. Um, plus, um, we used a lot of the extra scenes we have, and a couple of scenes 
that we um, edited out, you know, because mm -hmm. the episodes have to be a certain length. Yeah. So we have, we have a few more, a few more spoofs coming. Cool. When's it coming out? Yeah, Do you know? The, uh, the, now we don't have a date yet, but it'll be this year. Um, cool. I hope so anyway. Um, <laughs> the there was a couple more spoofs in the in the intro and also in the um the teasers that i sent you oh that's exciting how cool well and then it's well, cool too because you don't have to film anymore right yeah well we can't anyway yeah well, since Tomer is no, no longer with us, we can't really shoot any more scenes. Um, but we, we had a lot of material and we thought, well, we've got to do something with it. And mm -hmm. eventually I thought, well, why don't we edit it into a film? Yeah. We tried putting it all together to see if it actually works as some sort of a coherent um, plot. Um, even, even, without all, you know, even with all the crazy, it still has to somehow flow. Mm -hmm. um, and we did that. So it took a lot of uh, re-editing. We, we edited edited another little spoof in there that uh, is actually horror related. Oh, cool. So that would be interesting because I think horror fans will pick up on that. It's in the very beginning too. Oh, I want to see um, it. But Can I have like an exclusive the, the exclusive? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. We still have to get all that material together. So, you know, some of it is still uh, uh, going through certain processes, but um, mm -hmm. hopefully we'll have some news in the next couple of months uh, nice. as far as a release date. Cool. Ooh, that's exciting. I got an exclusive. But you know, <laughs> but you know the, the intro where they're both uh, cowboys. Yeah. That, that's a spoof of uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the, in one of the, um, teasers were spoofing Jurassic Park. In what? In one of the teasers, you know, the two that I sent you on WhatsApp. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Where, where he's sitting there and typing and the water glass moves, you know, the, the water in the glass. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yes, I do. No, I do. The spoof of Jurassic Park. And mm -hmm. the other one was the old lady that goes to the door. Mm -hmm. You know, Sarah Connor, that's Terminator and Conan. Um, are both uh, spoofed in that. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Sarah Connor. I could, I was like, that name <laughs> sounds yeah. so stupid. I'm like, that name is familiar. <laughs> now that you said it. I'm oh, like, that's, oh yeah. That's duh. kind of, that's, that's probably why you didn't get the joke. I would say if you didn't know it was Terminator, but yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I just didn't, I couldn't place the name. I'm like, shit, I know I know it. No, like you thought it was funny, but you didn't know why. Is what yeah. I'm yeah. I was just laughing because yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> How many friggin' wigs did you have to have <laughs> and mustaches? I don't know. I don't know how many we had to have. I just know we had a lot. So some of them weren't even used, but we bought oh. so many um, just preparing for certain things. We also, uh, there was a lot of trial and error. So we bought a few that didn't work. Oh, okay. So we had to go and get other ones. But you know that... Um, that scene that we were talking about earlier that was from, um, that was a spoof of Godfather. Mm-hmm. Let's just see. Does this look familiar? I, yes. Yeah. 
So that's yep. on the bed. That's the back, the back of his head on the bed was this. <laughs> oh, it was that mask? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, There's and a couple times I kind of looked at it while I was sitting over there. I was like, that kind of looks like Gibb. It was com completely, the mask, by, so. completely by accident, but <laughs> it, it looks exactly like Tomer's hair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that worked. Yeah, that's funny. The handsome fella. I know, like through the whole thing, I was like, man, there's a lot of wigs and a lot of mustaches. I bet the wigs were expensive because I know they're not cheap and you have so many different ones. I'm like, that's a lot of money. <laughs> well, the funny thing in, 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 a, in a scene that um, is actually not in the series, but will be in the, in the movie, um, we needed to put a beard on Tomer and none of the beards we had were big enough. Huh? So we cut a few of the mustaches and added it on to, to cover his face. So we made mustaches into a beard. So, yeah. <laughs> At least it worked. <laughs> well, on, on the set, we used to say that Tomer is basically like Teflon because nothing sticks to him. Um, oh. He's, it's all over the bloopers. His mustaches just kept falling off. That, mm -hmm. that um, Frankenstein scene was, yeah, <laughs> took, yeah. Us, <laughs> took us a while. <laughs> Every time he did the laugh, the mustache would fall off him. <laughs> so out of everything that you have done, the movies and the web series, what, what is your favorite? Do you have a favorite? It's very difficult to have a favorite because they're all so different. Yeah, um, they are different. You know, uh, Bruce Springsteen's is, is a favorite for, for a certain reason, whereas, you know, something else is a, is a favorite for something else. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's is my favorite because I just love, I love comedy. I love, you know, laughing through it and enjoying. Also, um, to some extent, didn't feel the same pressure as with other productions because, again, we didn't invest. We still invested a fair bit because we shot it over a long time. You know, it was five episodes. There's uh, mm -hmm. uh, enough material for a feature. So, but we pretty much shot this feature. Um, mm -hmm. Probably in about... 12 days all up, something like that. I was going to ask you um, how long it took. Yeah, yeah, because we, we tried to separate the episodes. Um, we did one day where we just shot all the interview episodes, all the interview scenes for all the episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, one day or one weekend, I can't remember. Um, and yeah, over one weekend, we did that and we did all the, um, the teasers and uh, stuff like that. And then we mm -hmm. just went and gave every episode a weekend because oh. we didn't want to make it to because we only shot on weekends because everybody had to had to work during the week mm -hmm. uh, yeah it was uh, was crazy but again just because it was so much fun and i i do love comedy and writing it was a lot of fun mm -hmm. uh, the bruce springsteen is a bit of a favorite but uh, but yeah as far as uh, uh favorites um as the there's something about third temple that was always a bit of a favorite of mine because um because i don't think it was a, it's ever been done before mm -hmm. um something about that story that just came to me and i could not believe that no one's done it mm -hmm. a lot of people said oh it, it reminds me a little bit of a little bit of black mirror that type of um um you know, subject matter, but nobody, you know, has ever seen something like that before. Mm 
Um, and as far as production value, Ivy is definitely my favorite because, you know, it's probably the most expensive and, um, and the best looking project, you know, mm -hmm. we've had and also it's had the most, um, the most success, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, the others didn't get sent to as many festivals and even Ivy was sort of modestly sent into festivals, but it did very well in almost every festival it was sent to. So that's awesome. We're pretty happy with that. Um, so yeah, you know, as a filmmaker getting recognition, um, Ivy was that, that point. Mm -hmm. um, well, like I won a couple of best director awards and I won a few awards for the script. Um, so yeah, so that was nice. But I think once I finish Revelation, Revelation will probably be my favorite because it's my first feature and having mm -hmm. finished it and all the rest of it. So, mm -hmm. you know, as, as people say, it's a little bit like choosing between your babies, you know, with, you can't really have a favorite. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, all, they're all different. But yeah. yeah. Like my dogs, you know, I have one big dog, one little loud dog, and then one that snores. And I love them all the same. It's hard to choose the favorite. <laughs> True. She's, true. she's so loud. <laughs> but yeah, with, with films, it's, it's difficult because again, each one, ha you kind of have your own reasons for, for loving it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, and also they're love, all different. I love, I love them all. I think if I didn't, if I didn't love them, I think I would feel like there was no real reason for me to make them. Yeah. You know, um, I've written some some scripts or script ideas that I that I wasn't you know totally in love with. So I, I actually gave those away to other people. Oh, make them. Wow. Um, but generally, I make everything I write. Um, I basically don't, you know, do projects for other people. Like I don't write for other people generally, and mm -hmm. I also don't direct other people's films. Oh, okay. Although so the, the Although there is a project in the future that I'm looking at that is not my idea. Yeah. I can't say too much about it. Dang it. I want mm. an exclusive on what it is. I'll, be, <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell you that I'll, be, I'll probably be co-writing the script um, and that it is horror. Oh, sweet. Nice. Mm. But it would probably require a budget that is at the moment out of reach. So it'll probably be at least, you know, two or three years in the future. Mm -hmm. Wow. So in the meantime, you're going to have to make all these other great movies. I have a ton of them. I have so many ideas um, of films that maybe not all completely original, but all of them have something original to them. Mm -hmm. um, because I hate, I hate making stuff that's been done before. Yeah. Um, it, it, it feels to me like it kind of defeats the purpose. Um, I, I, I am not a big fan of remakes, you know, mm -hmm. reboots and, and even sequels. I feel that, um, if it's not different to the original, why make it? Mm -hmm. And, uh, a lot of sequels that I see today are not that different from the original. It's like they're remaking the same film over and over and over and over. A lot of franchises do that. Um, oh, yeah. And it's like, why? Why you keep... Well, I know why. I mean, you know, obviously it's money and people keep paying to, to go and see another one of the same thing. I don't mm -hmm. know why. Yeah. But let's just say that uh, 
I don't know if this is an exclusive or not, but I've actually, I'm, I'm, I am planning to make a sequel to Revelation. Cool. That's good. Yeah, I've already mapped out. Yeah, I've already mapped out a script for it. Um, I haven't written it yet. I still have to finish the first one. Yeah. But um, but yeah. Cool. Yeah, That's exciting. Uh, yeah, it actually is. I would love to to get moving with those because I have other ones I want to make too. So yeah. Yeah. Yep, and you gotta try doing like one at a time. Yeah, one. Try to get some money back. You know from mm -hmm. that one and then put that into um the next one and then try to find more funding to actually make it that's mm -hmm. gonna be interesting yeah but yeah i'm hoping i'm definitely hoping to make um some films in the future in the u.s oh cool so see you'll come over to the u.s you said you've never been here right um, now it's a shit yeah, show I'm, but I'm, in the future hopefully it won't be <laughs> well the the, the the problem with being outside the US is um, you miss out on a lot of stuff. You also get excluded from a lot of things. Um, oh. Americans tend to be very, um, I don't even know how to put, that, but to put it, but it's almost like no world exists outside the US for a lot of Americans. Yeah, um, I can see that. You know, I've seen, I've seen shows that, uh, that don't have any guests who are outside of the US. Mm-hmm. Only, only Americans. I'm like, why? You know, you've got a ton of you know talented, interesting filmmakers out there. Oh yeah, get in touch. The technology is there, mm -hmm. um, but also for people who want to make films that are that have name actors in them, mm -hmm. it's sometimes cheaper to just fly over to the U.S. and make the film there, than fly an actor and have you know. So if we can find the budget. And, and make it in the U.S. today, we have enough, um, you know, connections there to get the film produced um, there and basically mm -hmm. just fly in to make it. So that's hopefully something that's going to happen as well. Cool. That's exciting, too. That'd be awesome. Well, Do you know, like, what area? Idea. What was that? No idea. No. It will depend on the script and the funding and everything else. It's just yeah. kind of too too far ahead. Yeah. I'm all jumping ahead. I'm like, so what are you going to do? It... When? Where? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Idaho? Idaho, anyone? <laughs> totally Idaho. Come on. <laughs> it's, the, it's the up and coming no. film place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the new capital of horror. Haven't you heard? Come on! <laughs> at the moment, it's um, it's like it's 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 too far into the future, but at the same time, it's getting closer to the point where I'm actually talking about it. Whereas in the past, I never did. Um, mm -hmm. It just it becomes more of a reality, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Good. That's all exciting. Once we get out of this getting out of this COVID thing would be a good start yeah. um and yeah and then i can start planning things but yeah first yeah. i still have to fly over to israel to finish revelation oh so you're going to go back there to film it yeah well we shot the first half there so oh, yeah. i intend to to finish it there um, mm -hmm. i, I want to make it in the same way sort of in the same style that i made the first half i think that if i make it 
the rest of it here it would look a little bit different like something mm-hmm. would be a little bit out of place yeah um so yeah yeah but for that you know need to be to be able to physically get there and also to be able to shoot without any problems that's still an issue mm-hmm. yeah yeah covid yeah. has the, really the, the worst part up. about it was when we planned we planned on uh, i think i told you this before we started recording but i was supposed to be there around now mm-hmm. um shoot the rest of it um and we had the budget lined up and everything and once this covid thing came in we lost that mm-hmm. so some of the budget i still have to find which i will if it kills me um once this thing clears up but yeah it's just uh it's one of those things that is so hard to to get you know funding once mm-hmm. you get it and it and it and then it's gone for some reason it's just so demoralizing but oh yeah uh, it's an issue for a lot of filmmakers I, i've spoken to a lot of filmmaker friends of mine you know from the us a lot of them have hit mm-hmm. depression pretty much because of projects being canceled because of funding being withdrawn mm-hmm. um and i just say well you know it's it's disappointing but hey not the end of the world we're, we're you know we're still alive we'll be fine yeah um it's just time so it's it's more an annoyance than anything else mhm and just yeah people not knowing what's going to happen so you hope that like whenever this mm. is over everybody'll kind of start you know like the the funding and stuff they'll kind of just jump right back into it now that you know everybody's kind of freaking out i think we're hopefully when it's over they're like all right you know what let's get back to it let's do it well with a lot of people having lost jobs and businesses mm-hmm. and whatever i think a lot of the funding won't be there um so That's we kind of have to find new ways mm-hmm. um some people have tried you know um launching crowdfunding campaigns around now mm-hmm. and have have received a lot of backlash for that because it's like why are you doing it now when people having a hard time you know financially you're trying mm-hmm. to get money from them for your project i don't i don't think it's a problem um, no because if they don't have they're not going to give you money exactly you don't have it done yeah don't do it it's fine mm-hmm. um so all that means is that these projects are more likely to fail rather than have any effect on you know on people you know losing their money on it or something but mm-hmm. yeah It's definitely uh, interesting times we're in. Gosh, I know. It's insane. Ready for a lot of it to be over. I'm like, man, it's just one thing after another, but you know, like you said, we're all I mean, a lot of us are still doing okay, so it's, that's good. Yeah. It's just and, so And in a way, you know, we're all in this together as well, you know. Yeah. It's not like I mean, some parts of the world are worse than others, but yeah. um everybody's suffering over this to some extent. Mhm. So we can't feel too sorry for ourselves. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like I even try like not even reading the news and stuff on some things just because there's so many sad and bad things. It's just I try not to read too much. And plus half the shit like you don't even know, okay, is that real? Is that not real? Is this a, a a you know, a true news outlet? Is this not? Is this the, it's like there's so many conflicting stories and is people it, and it, circumstances. Is it the temple? 
Is it Ted Temple? Is it, is it, is it a, a, a political thriller by my indie productions or is this really happening? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> is the new stuff on there real? <laughs> well, well, well I, I, people ask me about that. Um, they thought that the, the part that is the news mm-hmm. was actually taken from some kind of a news show. And it, wasn't. it looks real. Um, but a, a lot of people, after having maybe seen it early or read the script before it was made, actually mm-hmm. told me not to make it. They said, oh, you're going you, you, to get in tr- trouble over this. You know? It's like, this is, this is too much. This is uh, inciting violence. This is this, this is that. And I was just like, Look, it's just a movie. Yeah. Um, it makes a point, but it's, sub, it's sub, subtextual. It's not really saying, do this. Yes. You know? Yeah. So... I mean, the good thing about it is that when we made it, when I wrote it, 2013, we shot it 2014, um, it's based in 2017. Oh, okay. So they don't think and you that's like... that's long gone by now. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was they don't think it's in, like a revelation you know, 2017 of... For a reason. <laughs> that was actually supposed to be a, um, a feature as well. Um, I had the script um, mapped out for a feature. And then realized uh, I'll never be able to afford it. Um, today, I look back and I think, well, it's, it's a 28-minute film. If I would have known then what I know now, I probably would have shot a feature. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you only need another, you know, 40 minutes. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's doable. Yeah, totally doable. Um, but, um, but, yeah, at the time, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that whole film was, was shot in the same location. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh. That was, that was part, part of the reason why we couldn't really shoot anymore at the time. <laughs> you get more background noise? <laughs> Let me mute my, my mic. <laughs> yeah, the dog's going off again. What's God, that? yes. Um, it's, it's a lose-lose situation yeah, no, here. We, we shot... We shot the temple in um, in the studios at the university. Mm-hmm. Um, so we only had that for a certain amount of time. And if we would have gone on to shooting a feature, um, we would have had to schedule that sort of months apart. And we decided not to. Um, but yeah, we built a set for the you know the the kidnapper and the politician, and across. From that set in the same room we built another set for the for the newsroom oh wow see it, it yeah. looked like different locations it was different days but same location we shot it in the same day it's just different lighting different you know wow. um there was uh there was definitely you know some green screen in the in the newsroom mm-hmm. um because you know none of it exists yeah it's just the people um, we basically had a, a table and, you know, the, the, the four people on the show and the rest of it all green. Wow. You did. That was good. Mm. It was, it's very believable yeah. too. And you would never guess it was all yeah, yeah. same location at all. I, no, I, I still, I still love that film. Um, mainly for the reason that we managed to have a fairly static um, film, you know, 28-minute film, um, and keep it interesting. Yeah. 
And that's what we were afraid of, that at some point, you know, it might get um, a little bit stale and, and, you know, people will tune out. Um, but that didn't happen. Um, it kind of happened to plan, but yeah. I think after finishing that film, I knew that, uh, that I was going to keep making more. Mm-hmm. At that stage, you know, I uh, wasn't sure. It's like the, one of the first things we got told when we started film school was that um, I think less, I can't remember how much less, but less than 10% of us will ever work in the industry. Oh, geez. Um, so, yeah, towards the end, you kind of see how many people have dropped off and are doing other things. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a tough industry, um, and it's, yeah. uh, you have to really persevere. You, ha- you have to keep pushing, keep pushing. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it in you, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So not not many have gone on to into the filmmaking industry exactly. Some are doing things that are sort of adjacent to it, that are you know technical. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the people who wanted to be actual you know filmmakers have dropped off. Oh, went man. on to something. Yeah, it's not an well, easy industry. Difficult. No, it's very difficult to make money. Um, it's very expensive. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a lot of heartache. So I think if you are not, you have to have a really thick skin. Um, yeah. If you don't have it, go do something else. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. And, um, and I'm seeing, you know, especially on social media, a lot of people who call themselves filmmakers who don't have that thick skin will find out sooner or later that they're not cut out for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that tough. It doesn't matter how talented you are. Uh, I mean, you need that talent, obviously, mm-hmm. but you also need to be able to to handle it. It's a tough industry, but it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think anything you do in 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 the arts is a bit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're any type of writer or a painter or anything like that, musicians. It's the same thing. It's it's tough. You mm-hmm. go through a lot of sort of lean years until you maybe make it. And if you can carve yourself some sort of a niche, you're in a good place. Yeah. You know, a lot of us just really want to get to a, to a position where we make a living from this and we don't have to worry about anything else. Not, you know, have another job to cover the bills. No, filmmaking yeah. does it. Um, that's the dream, you know, not looking to, to become rich from it. Just mm-hmm. keep doing it. The dream is is the work itself, not what I get out of it. Yeah. Well, not in mon- not in monetary terms anyway. Yep. No, I no, I agree a hundred percent. And it's like even now, like through all this COVID stuff, you're seeing. Uh, I mean, because like you said, you know, artists struggle anyways, and the ones that really, you know, the ones that are making it are having a hard, hard fucking time because. You know, it's, it's not an easy industry anyways. And then now you have all this shit that's like knocking people down. It's like, now what are you guys going to do? You know, like Mm -hmm. I have to have a freaking regular job and stuff, but it's like, you know, the ones that are relying on, you know, writing and art and film and all that, it's like, they don't know what to do. Yeah. But you as well, you would probably love to get to a stage where you can just act and drop the day job and, and yeah, just do that for a living. That's totally that is the dream. Yeah. I want to act and write. Like I wish, you know, I, my books would take off to where I'm like a best-selling author. I would absolutely love that. And well, acting we too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
So yeah, no, it's it's tough. What's, what's happening sure. with the what's happening with the third book? I actually just got my edits back yesterday, so I have to go through and approve certain edits and either accept or reject them, um, and then send them in. So I think I have to send them in within a week or so. So I don't know for sure, but I think my release date got moved up. I don't know. I could be wrong, but it was supposed to come out in January. And what are we in? Mm -hmm. June. So that's pretty early for my edits to come back. So I'm hoping she's going to move up my release date. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fingers the, crossed. The, and then the trilogy is complete. It is. But I have an idea for one more, but... I have to do that other, um, that box set book. So I have to work mm. on that first, but yeah, the trilogy can, can totally be done if it needs to be, but I do have an idea for one more in there. To make it a quadrilogy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then after that one, I would, I would totally end it. So like the third book, it can be ended. Like I could, I could end it right there if I want to, but I'm playing with an idea where I might, I might do one more. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So fingers crossed this one comes out sooner. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. So now is your time to let everybody know where to find you, your website, Twitters, Instagram, everything that you have, tell them where to find you. Well, we are on Facebook, uh, but mainly the website, the website, mindyproductions.com is where you'll find everything that gets, you know, funneled through to social media, to Facebook, where we have our page and our group, as well as project pages for, you know, the series and the films and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, same thing on Twitter. Um, Twitter and Facebook is where, you know, the bulk of our... Um, of our promotions are. If anyone needs to get in touch with me, basically the best way is through the website. Um, you can just email me at info at myindyproductions.com. Um, yeah, um, we, we also have Instagram, but we rarely use it these days. It's just, it's too hard to, you know, to keep track of all of them, especially as there's only two of us. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> tough. Yeah, we've done, we've done uh, you know, the, the work of, of pretty much a, a whole, you know, 10 people sort of team with two people. Um, so, yeah, so now we're kind of trying to bring that down so it's a little bit more manageable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but, we're, but we're out there. If anyone needs to reach us, we're there. Uh, Facebook, check us out, check all of our artists out. One of which is you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, lots, lots of, lots of cool stuff on the website. Um, there's lots of like free, um, sort of, uh, viewing type, you know, pages for films. Um, we try to link, um, all the stuff to where you can find it, whether it's on, uh, you know, for free or if it's paid or, you know, VOD pages, mm -hmm. stuff like that, or to buy physical media as well. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, another piece of news is hopefully very soon my indie store will be out as well. Oh, cool! To buy all the stuff, you know, the, the t-shirts, the uh, all the all the other merch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a lot shirts. of stuff coming out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's still being designed. That one. <laughs> I can't I can't wait to hit a design that I actually like for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be out. Love that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll, I'll have to wear it. I'll buy yeah. it for my brother. <laughs> I'll have to make sure that they make them in my size. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have it. Gotta have it for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. All right. So um, I'll just run through mine real fast. So I want to thank Crazy Ink Publishing for publishing my books, um, Broken Halo and Broken Halo Blood Curse right here. Um, third one hopefully will be out within the next few months. I don't know, but I'll keep everybody updated. Um, Johnny Daggers with Dagger Vision Film, who does my intro and my logo and my music for the intro. Um, Chris Atella, who does my outro music, does my iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts intro and outro. Um, I always thank Mindy Productions. You guys are the biggest. Who are those guys? Never, never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you guys have been amazing, and you promote everything for me, and I really, really cannot thank you enough for that. Um, so, as always, oh, I pleasure. thank you guys. I, I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, so, you know, ch check it out on, you know, as Atai said, uh, Facebook, Twitter mindyproductions.com. Um, Sir Sturdy with Horror with Sir Sturdy. He's how I started podcasting. So definitely check out his show. Um, he should be coming on this weekend as well. Um, Bud Vino, um, he's a podcaster, radio show host, and he's just been in the business for quite a while. He has a show called Custody Matters Live where he fights for parental rights and just kind of gives you the insight of all of that shit that happens. Um, so with that, I am done and I want to thank you so, so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. It has been, and I will talk to you soon. <laughs> mm. All right, bye.